Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest for Wednesday, August 25, 2010. Here's what's making news on the front page today. Winners of school aid are mostly in the East. Dire predictions for drilling ban are not yet seen. And the housing market plunged in July, fueling yet more anxiety. In today's national news, at West Point, a gay culture in the shadows. General says Afghan deadline may help sustain the Taliban, and Florida Senate primary won by congressmen. In today's business news, the U.S. forgoes salmonella vaccine for hens, recalls increase as car makers act on their own, and uncovering tax loopholes by enlisting corporate filers. There will, of course, be more business stories along with more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and the opinions of New York Times columnist Thomas Friedman. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story this morning is written by Sam Dillon. It's titled, Winners of School Aid Mostly in the East. When Secretary of Education Arne Duncan announced on Tuesday the latest states to win the race to the top competition and a share of $3.4 billion in federal financing, He said they were chosen because they outlined the boldest plans for shaking up their public school systems. But others noted another common denominator, geography. Of the dozen states that have won major grants to date in the two-part grant contest that's the Obama administration's signature education initiative, 11 are east of the Mississippi, and most hug the east coast, including Florida and Georgia in the south, and New York and Massachusetts in the north. Among the winners, Hawaii is the lone geographic exception. Educators in many of the states that have not won or even participated in the competition, which includes every state from Tennessee west to the Pacific, said they were hamstrung from the outset. They said the competition's rules tilted in favor of densely populated eastern states, which tend to embrace more the ideas that Washington currently considers innovative, including increasing the number of charter schools and firing principals in chronically failing schools. But those rules have seemed a poor fit for the nation's rural communities and sparsely populated western regions, experts said. In small towns, for example, there is often just one school, so setting up a parallel charter school might not be feasible. It can also be hard to attract principals to such communities, and many rural states do not have the resources or staff to write sophisticated grant applications. This whole effort had more of an urban than a rural flavor, said Armando Villaseca, Commissioner of Education of Vermont, whose state did not participate in either round of Race to the Top. Congress appropriated more than $4 billion for the competition in last year's economic stimulus program. Delaware won $100 million and Tennessee $500 million in round one in March. The ten winners of the competition's second round were the District of Columbia, which was treated as a state for its application, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Maryland, Massachusetts, New York, North Carolina, Ohio, and Rhode Island. Duncan has distributed all but about $75 million of the $3.4 billion that remained to Tuesday's winners and was still deciding what to do with the remaining money, he said. Duncan apportioned the awards according to the number of students in each state. New York and Florida each won $700 million, Georgia, North Carolina, and Ohio won $400 million, Massachusetts and Maryland won $250 million, and Rhode Island and the District of Columbia won $75 million. Duncan selected the winning states after judges ranked each proposal. States earned points if they raised their standards and the rigor of standardized tests. 
Colorado and Louisiana were not among the winners, even though both states endured divisive legislative battles to change education laws in ways favored by the administration to improve their chances.